to another episode of D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. We're going to start with another story about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. And if you're thinking that I'm the one who picks to cover the royals every <laughs> week because I get the leaks for Prince Harry, I've got a plot twist. <laughs> Do you, you mean like you get story leaks or you get the leaks? I get the moist. I get the loin moists mm-hmm. for Prince Harry. People probably think like I'm always choosing the Prince Harry story because, you know, my I get hard in the nipples for him. But it's always Allison that's like, let's do this this royal story. It is. You're yeah, you're not wrong. It's totally me. You're like, well, there's Prince Harry news. I'm like, you know what we should do? We should do that Prince Harry news. <laughs> well, you know, you're Canadian, so you want to show allegiance to the monarchy by exposing those traitors who left the royal family. It's honestly true. Michael, here's this is like a insider baseball thing for, you know, our couple of listeners. Um, I always think that I'm not really into the royals like I am, but I always think I'm like above it, like, oh, I'm immune to it. But I sent you a picture recently. My baby bank when I was a little kid, you know how like you have a piggy bank when you're some people have piggy banks. Well, that's rich people, but yeah. no, I didn't. Rich people save their money not in a Ziploc bag on the top of their fridge. I'm calling myself out, by the way, because that's what's going on at my house. But anyway, my piggy bank when I was little is a, a commemorative um, bank for Prince William's birth. Okay, see, so, so it's so been like, ingrained. Yeah, in since, you, yeah, since birth for me, I'm, I've been indoctrinated, so it's not my fault. No. No, (laughs) it's in your blood. Mm -hmm. So the story this week is about how Harry and Meghan are now living in Montecito, California, and will raise their kid Archie there. Now, when they quit their jobs as working royals, they stayed in Vancouver for a second and then ended up in Los Angeles. They were staying at Tyler Perry's Beverly Hills mansion and Oprah, who also has like a gigantic a state in Montecito hooked them up with Tyler's house. Mm-hmm. Now, there were stories about how they were looking at houses in Bel Air, but a source tells page six that Los Angeles was never the end goal and Harry never really liked Los Angeles. Why is my question? It could be because of the paparazzi. Like they they had that incident where the, I think they were suing the paparazzi agency or they were threatening to for having drones in their backyard, taking pictures of them in their backyard through a drone and saying it was like they were at the beach when they were really in their backyard. But Michael, I have a question. Uh, Montecito is... um, It's it's, about an hour from Los Angeles. Right. I was going to say, it's not like a 18-hour drive across three straight... Let me try that one again. Three state lines like it's like santa barbara's like close right like yeah, paparazzi like, know where santa barbara is like it's on the map right it's not like area 51 yeah but it's probably like you know they can probably get a much which they did a much bigger house like more privacy it's you know it's a fancy community but probably a little more private right okay oh and Sources say that, like, Tyler Perry's house was a little too, like, opulent and lavish mm-hmm. for Prince Harry, who grew up in fucking palaces. He was probably walking around uh, Tyler Perry's house being like, this dump, this disgusting shamble shack that I've been forced to live in. He's, like, texting his dad being like, help, I've made a mistake. I know, it's a teardown. Mm-hmm. 
So TMZ says that he and Megan um, bought a Montecito mansion that is nine bedrooms, 16 bathrooms, and 18,000 square feet with a guest house. So very intimate and modest, like yeah. Prince Harry wanted. It's a true starter home. It really is, because I know that, like, you know, when I've thought about buying a home, I'm not there yet, but, you know, my wish list is I need to have a toilet for me and 15 of my closest friends so we can all go to the bathroom at the same time. Like everyone, right? Yeah. And honestly, I think 16 bathrooms is not a lot. Myself, I have probably 40. Mm -hmm. So 16, I don't know. They probably got a house with um, not as many bathrooms because he really wanted Megan to pee outside sometimes to relive (laughs) the moment when he fell in love with her. Yeah, so that's the, my guess for the low number of bathrooms. All the washrooms have locks on the doors. He's like, whoops, that's so crazy that all the bathrooms are locked. That's so crazy. But if you have to go out, you can go outside. Yeah, he'll leave a, a trail of toilet paper to the yard. So their rep confirms that they moved into their Montecito home last month in July. They chose the house because it's really private. There's several security gates and it's on five acres. They're... BFF Oprah, sorry, Gail. Uh, she has a, like I said, a massive estate in Montecito. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres has a house there. Rob Lowe, Ariana Grande, Drew Barrymore, and Patrick Stewart. So now for the price. Right. Okay. TMZ says they paid $14,650,000 for it. Now, Harry and Meghan aren't really working. Mm-hmm. Uh they're still getting an allowance from his dad, Prince Charles. And I don't think her deal or no deal residuals would cover a $14 million house. Maybe. I mean, wasn't she like um, briefcase girl number 10? Like, I, d- 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 didn't the paychecks like go up from... Michael, what I'm trying to say is I'm defending her. I think her deal or no deal residuals did cover this house. Yeah, so she paid cash. Yes. No, she didn't. But the Daily Mail, um, the Daily Mail claimed that they got the money from Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, but a source told Us Weekly that they didn't get the money from Charles or any member of the royal family because if he asked them for money, they would have control over him, which would completely defeat the purpose of his, you know, leaving, of him leaving full-time royal life. Right. So the source claims they took out a mortgage. My favorite part about that, though, is the source saying that they took out a, air quotes, huge mortgage. Well, duh. I mean, it's $14 million. It's $14 million for two unemployed people. My question is, how did they get the mortgage in the first place? Because I know that when you apply for a mortgage, you have to show them where you work. And it's it's kind of hard for them to go in and be like, well, see, we don't have jobs right now, but you might have heard of me. My name is Prince Harry. I used to be a prince. Yeah, he showed them pictures of his grandma draped in jewels and was like, here's here. Yeah, here's here's proof that I have money or my family has money. So I did the numbers and OK, so if they put the regular 20 percent down uh, on that fourteen point six five million dollar house and got a 30 year mortgage with a three point eight interest rate. And let's say they have excellent credit. Their monthly payment would be fifty five thousand dollars a month. What? A, okay. A steal. All right. First of all, Michael, are you Russell Crowe from A Beautiful Mind? Because that was really hard math. I didn't. I didn't do that all in my head. I used the mortgagecalculator.com. Not a sponsor, by the way. <laughs> but could be mortgagecalculator.com. But still, fifty-five thousand dollars a month. 
Yeah, on top of that, they have to pay uh, UK taxpayers back, the uh, British taxpayers back, the $3.1 million that was spent on renovating Frogmore Cottage, their house in England. So Harry better get that OnlyFans because he has a giant mortgage to pay. And banks don't care if you're a prince, they'll foreclose on you. Mm-hmm. Especially in 2020, the year of our Lord, they really don't care. Pe- banks are not forgiving right now. And I don't think that Harry can apply for that stimulus check. Like, I don't think he's getting $600. No, he's not an American citizen. Yeah, I know. Like, maybe Megan can apply for that. But again, that is only $600, Michael. Yeah, that'll cover half a trip to Whole Foods. But do you think Charles helped them with the house? Do you think Us Weekly Source is full of shit and Charles helped them buy that house? Listen, I am not in the business. (laughs) I'm not in the business of... (laughs) implying anything here you're not in the business of gossips as someone who works for (laughs) gossip i am too i'm too good to gossip about these people i don't know their lives and i shan't put my nose in it no i honestly believe with my whole heart that prince charles paid for that whole house well he at least charles at least co-signed on the loan to help them get that mortgage and if he he did susie orman is going to call and choose chew his ass out because as susie orman tells everyone do not co-sign a loan no, no. And as Judge Judy has taught me, um, a loan never comes back. You need to consider it a gift. So if Charles thinks that he is helping them by being like, oh, I'll, I'll loan you some money for the down payment. He's never going to see that money again. It's a gift. It's gone. Yeah, no. They should at least name the guest house after him. Mm-hmm. So now let's move on to Olivia Munn calling out an ex for being shit in bed. Now, do most people know who Olivia Munn is? I think so. I'm trying to think of who I used to get Olivia Munn confused with, and even then I can't remember. So, (gasps) Olivia Wilde. It was Olivia Wilde. Why? Because they're both named Olivia? That's exactly it, Michael. (laughs) That's because they do not look alike at all. It's exactly the name. So, Olivia Munn is an actress and TV host. She was on Attack of the Show, The Daily Show, The Newsroom, Iron Man 2, The Predator, and an X-Men movie. So she was on Whitney Cummings' podcast, Good For You, and they got to talking about vaginas and sex. And Whitney said she really doesn't like it when a guy goes down on her because not many of them are good at eating cooch. Hmm. Now, so that got Olivia into talking about how an ex-boyfriend she did not name, um, she said she was with him for years. So she basically gave us a blind item because we can put all the clues together (laughs) she said the boyfriend basically got an f minus at fucking her and and he only went down on her twice during all the years they were together so she said i have this one boyfriend in particular that was just the worst (laughs) the worst (laughs) having just having sex in fact he went down on me twice during the years we were together and I asked him once, I said, why don't you ever go down? But by the way, I don't want you to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just wondering why, because I feel like most guys, I can't get out of my vagina. And I'm like, you have to fake it all the time. <laughs> so he was like, because it's so fucking warm. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, he said, he's like, well, I just haven't had a lot of, you know, experience doing it. And I was like, oh, and that's when I was also like, mm, he may like Benton instead. You know, that might be his kind of game instead. No. Right, 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 right. Um, So Benton is Whitney's male producer. So Olivia suggested that the dude probably likes peen instead of poon. Right. It was it was more than implied. Yeah. And she went on to say that he 
only fucked with the lights off and only fucked her while they were spooning. So like from behind. And she said she thinks that, you know, he would only fuck her from behind so he wouldn't have to see that he was having sex with a woman. And she also said she got evidence about something. She didn't say what. Very mysterious. And that made her put all the gay pieces together. I mean, like, what was it? Was it like a picture of Patrick Swayze with a heart drawn around it? Because, like, I need to know. What oh, straight guys about. have that. Yeah, so that yeah, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I need that. to know. But Olivia knew what she was doing because one guy she dated, there were gay rumors about mm-hmm. him. And people called her his beard when they were dating. So Olivia has dated Chris Pine and Tucker Roberts, but she didn't date them for years. So they're Mm -hmm. out. She did date Joel Kinnaman and quarterback for the Packers. No comment. Aaron (laughs) Rodgers for years. Mm -hmm. So everyone thinks she's talking about Aaron Rodgers. Of course. Yeah. That's where everyone went to. Yeah. There's been gay rumors about Aaron Rodgers and there, there was a rumor that he, They broke up. He and Olivia broke up because his family didn't like her. Anyways, and uh, one of Aaron Rodgers' old teammates, um, Brett Favre, wrote in his book about how players thought Aaron was gay because he didn't brag about all the women he's had sex with and he didn't talk about how big his dick was. So that obviously means gay to a football player, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron has denied that he's gay. So people on Twitter called out Olivia for outing Aaron Rodgers and said that she could have just talked about him being bad in bed and didn't need to say she assumed he's gay. Yeah, I have to agree with Twitter. Hi, Twitter. No, but like, I have to agree. It's like, it's felt unnecessary. I don't know why I have a soft spot in my heart for Aaron Rodgers. And I want to protect Aaron Rodgers at all costs because I'm not a football person. And I don't know anything about football. I know that his uniform is green and yellow. Oh, you know, you know a lot more than I do then. I didn't even know that. Mm, I also know that his fans are the ones that wear the cheese on their head. Oh, my God. Green Bay. It's like Wisconsin cheese, right? Oh, my God. You're so butch. I know I am. I'm wearing football cleats right now. I know you should you should work for ESPN. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I don't know. I'm like I know that Olivia wanted to turn it around and be like, "Oh, this guy wasn't with me because like wink wink, I think that he was into Benton. His name is Benton." The male producer, yeah. Um but all it does is it just makes me think like Olivia, why didn't you just keep asking? Like, why did she only ask once? Do you know what I was saying? Like, if you're dating someone for like three years, it's like you could have been like, hi, I think it's time for us to schedule another conversation about why you'll only have sex with me in the spooning position. Like, why would you put up with that for three years? I'm assuming three years. I don't know how long she dated Aaron Rodgers for. I need to stress this right now. I don't want to get sued. But where do you stand on this? Well, you know, could he be gay? Sure. Sure. Could he be pie? Sure. Could he be asexual? Sure. Could he be a straight guy who just isn't really that into sex? Absolutely. Sure. Could he have just not connected with her sexually? Sure. So I think just because, like, you know, the sex sucked doesn't mean that he's gay. No. Because here's something. Have you ever had sex with someone? And then that's just my question. Have you ever had sex with someone, Michael? Actually, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, and well, you should upsetting. answer this question, then you don't have the experience. I'm a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> so 
So here's my thing. Have you ever had sex with someone and it wasn't good and is the first thing that you thought was like, well, they must be straight. Yeah, like, no, exactly. you're just like, no, they're just probably not good at sex or we're just not on the same page with each other. It's like there's a pot for every lid, a lid for every pot. And some lids don't fit certain pots. It doesn't mean that it's not a lid or not a pot. Yeah, exactly. And lots of straight guys don't get into oral either, right? Yes, I knew this girl once and I'm not going to reveal too many details. I mean, she's Olivia like, Munn. Is Olivia. Her name starts with an O. Her last name is not wild. Um, no, but I knew this girl who like had been dating this guy for like five years and um, he never went down on her. And she was like, well, that's fine because, you know, he's on, it may, the thought of it makes him uncomfortable and whatever. And I was like, I know that she didn't think that he was gay. I like, like, I didn't either. I wasn't like, oh, he's gay. I was just like, oh, he sounds like very weirdly selfish. uncomfortable. Yeah. And selfish. Like, again, it's like, that's a conversation that you should probably have. Well, it's like DJ Khaled, that asshole who yes. proudly said, that he won't go down on his wife because he's the king and kings get served. Oh, honestly, more like court jester. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think that that means that. No, he's gay. But like you said, like I mean, if being disappointing in bed means that, you know, that means you're a different sexuality, then that means all my exes probably think I'm as straight as straight can be. Honestly. Well, we are talking about football. Yeah. Oh my god. This They're like the that's all the conversation we ever had. Yeah. <laughs> So finally, we're going to be talking about Summer Walker, who might not be familiar to some people. Um, who I but... thought was Paul Walker's daughter for a minute. Oh, really? Yeah. Whenever I see the name Summer Walker, I always think she's Paul Walker's daughter. That's Meadow Walker, I believe. Yes, it's Meadow Walker, I think. Summer Walker, to me, I know who she is, but her name always reminds me of um, like a type of like beachy wine, like a beachy rosé. Like Barefoot's um, low-budget cousin. That is exactly why I think about it. <laughs> I just think about somebody walking on the beach holding a bottle of rosé being like, it's summertime. Anyway, so for those who don't know, Summer Walker is a 24-year-old singer. She sings that song, Playing Games. That's like basically um, that Destiny's Child song. I'll let y'all look it up. Um, she also set, has a song called Girls Need Love, which is appropriate because this girl needs to do some homework or this girl needs to talk to some friends that have some kids. So on Instagram a few days ago, oh, I need to stress, Summer Walker does not have any children. So a few days on Instagram, a few days ago on Instagram, Summer decided she wanted to let everyone know what she thought about formula feeding your babies. So... And that's great because I've been wondering for Summer Walker's thoughts on baby formula. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I think that we all, I think the clock hit midnight on 2020 and we're like, okay, how long until we find out what Summer Walker thinks about Yeah, I think Baby Center did babies. a whole post on why aren't we getting Summer Walker's thoughts on baby formula. Mm-hmm. They've had a post every single week on it too. It's it's a big deal. So she, I need to preface this by saying, so um lots there are some people out there who are anti-formula and those are kind of like the militant breastfeeding type of people the ones that are like there used to be a phrase called breast is best which when they were trying to like re-promote breastfeeding in like the 90s and the early 2000s because there was like this weird sort of switch moms used to breastfeed their kids and then there was kind of a uh, a switch over where it's like, okay, well, formula feed your kids. It's better for you and all that right. stuff. It was very big in the 50s that you didn't like 
breastfeed your kids. Um, also, there's very complicated um, issues with race sometimes and breastfeeding. So, I mean, it's a whole it's a whole topic for you know another podcast to talk. Not about. for me to discuss, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there, there is there's it's very fasted, but generally the kind of mentality right now is fed is best. So as long as your okay. baby is fed, it doesn't matter how the baby is getting food. But okay. we learned that Summer Walker is definitely, she's not breast as best. She's just very anti-formula. So this is what she wrote on Instagram. Y'all are weird for even giving babies that processed government shit. Throw some real fruit and veggies in a blender and give it to them. LOL. Revisiting because people kept saying it's too expensive. A pair is 40, a pair is 43 cents. Similac is 32 to $36. I don't understand. A bowl of fruit for the child would still cost less than formula for the week. To feed the child daily, $1.67. Meal one, a pear, 43 cents. Meal two, apple, 74 cents. Meal three, peas, 50 cents, 11.69 weekly. And they drink water so it's cheaper, 23.38 for two weeks. So that's a lot of, that's like an all fruit and vegetable diet. So Gwyneth Paltrow just hired Summer Walker as the director of Baby Goop. Yeah. And it's, well, it's a great diet if, um, you know, if you want CPS to take your child away. Yeah. It, if, it's, it's a it's a great diet. And like, is this a, okay, is this a diet for a human baby or for a baby turtle? Yeah. Even a baby turtle is like, please give me some sunflower seeds every once in a while. Like, I understand, so I understand what Summer Walker is saying. So yes, formula is very expensive. And breastfeeding is free. So I'm sure that she has friends that have kids and they're like, oh my God, formula is so expensive. And she's like, okay, well, why don't you just go to the store and get some pears and apples, get a whole fruit basket delivered to your house. But she doesn't understand that like, um, I mean, it's called baby steps for a reason. Babies have to start it with milk and then they go to baby food when they're like five or six months old. And then like eight months old they can have some peas you can't just shove peas into like a two-week-old's mouth that baby will choke yeah and that that's the problem Mm -hmm. with social media like everyone thinks they're an expert on everything and should share their opinion on it you know after watching like two seconds of a youtube video and she's Mm -hmm. like suddenly i'm a expert on baby nutrition Oh, yeah. And I don't know what YouTube video she watched. Like, I'm thinking maybe she watched, like, the tour of, like, a hotel's breakfast buffet. Because this is a very fruit basket-centered uh, diet. She keeps mentioning pears and apples. and like, Wouldn't that make the baby's butt explode? Oh, yes. I understand kind of... I'm not defending Summer Walker at all. But I'm I'm defending her mentality. Before you have a kid, you... And, of course, I'm saying this is, like, you know the the expert on children because i've had one kid but before you have a kid you can be very judgmental on stuff just because you don't know any better and i'll always remember this before i had a kid um i was on the bus and this mom was just letting her i oh i gotta rephrase this her this mom's child was just crying the whole time And she was just sitting there on her phone. And at the time, I was like, why don't you make that baby stop crying? Like in my head, I was like, why don't you just make your baby stop crying? Why don't you just tell the baby, please stop crying? And now that I've had a kid, I just, I just like shudder at the audacity of how stupid I was because you cannot just ask a baby to stop crying. And also when you've heard a baby crying for that long, you do want to just 
check out and be on your phone. So like, yeah, I would have just jumped out of the bus. It's time for us to quickly talk about five stories, starting with beloved Earth Angel Dolly Parton, who did an interview with Billboard about some things that are going on in the country. About three years ago, after the white supremacist rally in Charlottesville, Dolly changed the name of her dinner theater show from the Dixie Stampede to Dolly Parton's Stampede. Dolly told Billboard she was guilty of innocent ignorance and that she never wants to offend or hurt anyone. And when someone, uh, when she was asked about Black Lives Matters, uh, she said, I think that everybody needs to express themselves however they feel they have to. I'm not out, you know, like I said, I'm not out here to tell you what to do. I don't want you to tell me what to do, but I just do what my heart tells me to do. I ask God to direct me and lead me. And if I've got his direction, I don't have to worry too much about any anything else but i do understand people uh, having to make themselves known and felt and seen and of course black lives matter do we think our little white ashes are the only ones that matter no everybody matters of course some conservatives are mad at dolly and even one called for a boycott oh my gosh i don't understand why they're so surprised like dolly First of all, Dolly has a whole heart of gold. She's 98% golden heart at this point in time. And we all know that there's only one person who Dolly doesn't like, and that's Jolene. And even then, I'm sure that she would probably defend Jolene and oh, yeah, she, her park. Yeah, she totally defends Jolene for mm-hmm. being so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But like... If you're mad at Dolly for supporting Black Lives Matter, like you don't you didn't know who Dolly was in the first place. And you can't cancel Dolly. Like yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, it's like trying to cancel the sun. Like they should be canceled for trying to cancel Dolly. It's blasphemous. This story is a big one, and I can't believe we're not thoroughly covering it Uh, we'll do that on our non-existent patreon so look out for that but sia was doing a telephone interview with an australian radio show called ash kip and lutzy with susan o'neill my favorite australian radio show name and while talking about uh, another show she's into they heard her flush the toilet and they asked her if she pissed and she said yes you heard me and i flushed too i have no shame See, Sia says that she has no shame, but no shame would be doing audible turds that could be heard splashing on the toilet and then walking out of the room without flushing it. That would have been shameless. Or just announcing and saying, listen, I'm going to the bathroom right now. Yeah, that's for the next interview. But last week we talked about how Prince Harry fell in love with Megan when she pissed outdoors. Mm -hmm. So Megan better not let him listen to that interview or he's going to leave her for Sia. But have you ever done that? Have you ever pissed while talking on the phone? (laughs) Well, to who? During an interview? No. Imagine a job interview. (laughs) No. I mean, talking to like maybe friends or my sister. Yeah. Have you? I think I've done it like customer service because you wait so long. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have to, but what I do is I make sure that I aim for the side. It doesn't hit the water so they can't hear. I'm like a piss ninja. 
Naomi Campbell did an interview with Elle about what she's doing during quarantine. And she said she wears lipstick every day. So she said, I wear lipstick every day. I wear lipstick or one of the lip pencils every single day. It makes me feel good about myself. And even for a workout, I'm wearing it. It's good for self-esteem. We all need to look for anything that makes us feel good during this time. Positivity, enthusiasm, and during challenging times, they always say women turn to lipstick. So Allison, are you wearing lipstick? I, well, hey, no one will know the truth. So yeah, I am. I'm wearing a full face of makeup right now. Eyelashes and everything. I also did my hair and I showered. Please and you're don't, wearing don't uh, Gucci. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm definitely wearing Gucci. I'm absolutely not. I'm wearing clean clothes. It's clean Gucci too. I didn't pull it off the floor. Michael, are you wearing lipstick right now? Not on my face. But... <laughs> oh, I. you know what? I walked into it and I still liked it. <laughs> <laughs> you walked in, you walked right out. But listen... Naomi is making sure that Coco Rocha never has the chance, never is never given a single opportunity for her to pop out of nowhere and be like, no, you check your lipstick before you come and talk to me. Your lipstick before you come and talk to me. So last week we talked about Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's song WAP. Mm -hmm. And to promote the song, Cardi has opened an OnlyFans account. And no, you won't see her wop or titties or ass on there. She's using it to show behind the scenes footage from the making of the video and to talk to her fans directly because she feels like when she shares her opinions on Instagram, it becomes a headline since her Instagram is public. She is charging fans $4.99 a month. Mm -hmm. So really, the only thing that you're going to get for $4.99 a month is her bat, which is boring ass things. Yeah. And since like... Cardi's fans hated that Kylie Jenner was in the video, right? Mm -hmm. She should edit Kylie Jenner out and then release the video on OnlyFans since since that will really make her fans bust a nut. And finally, the Girl Scouts have announced that they're introducing a new cookie into their cookie lineup next year. The newest cookie is called Toast Yay. It's a French toast cookie that's shaped like toast and one side is covered with icing. Mm Mm-hmm. Michael, before I get to my joke, I need to ask you, because this went over my head. What is the name, uh, like, a a play on? Like, Toast Yay. What is that? I could not figure that out. I had no idea, like, what Toast Yay was. Toast Yay? Toasty? Like, Toasty, but Toast Yay? Yeah, or I thought it was, like, Hooray? Toast Yay? Anyways. Who knows knows what... You know what? What the Girl Scout? What goes to the Girl Scouts? The Girl Scouts are children. I can't. You know what? They named them the, the best that they could. They're children. I've got to give them a break. But listen, after the year that we've had so far, they could announce that the new flavor is pre-cooked soggy egg bread, and I would still buy ten boxes of it. <laughs> That's like a French toast. French toast is just soggy yeah. egg bread. Yeah. I mean, I'm into that cookie, but. I'm more into the Girl Scouts for 2021. They're doing contactless mm-hmm. uh, sales and delivery, which mm. because I really don't need some 10 year old girl asking me, is all of this for you when I order 10 boxes of everything? It's show and tell time. And my show and tell this week is another food item. Um, I have to give a disclaimer, though. I am recommending 
this one on one condition. And the one condition is that you love Cheetos. So, well, Brittany, just, this is for you. Mm-hmm, you just got everybody interested. But my show and tell is Cheetos Mac and Cheese, which I believe, I think they saw it on, on Amazon, but mostly what? at Walmart right now. So wait, this is a product. This isn't a recipe. No, this is a product. Okay. It's Cheetos Mac and Cheese in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to drive to a Walmart 30 minutes away because <laughs> all of the Walmarts near me were sold out. People are selling it on eBay. Okay, it's a must-have item. <laughs> oh my god, this is people are going Cheetos mac and cheese crazy down there, or something. But uh, they come in three flavors: mm-hmm. so bold and cheesy, which is regular, basically cheesy jalapeno mm. and flame and hot. I was only able to get bold and cheesy and jalapeno. Nobody had flaming hot. It's a, it's it's the Furby of twenty twenty. You cannot get your hands on it. A lot of people have got flaming hot diarrhea at this very moment. Yeah, toilets are red. <laughs> so, and now I love craft mac and cheese. I'm like I'm trash. It's my favorite mac and cheese. I've tried homemade, you know, gourmet mac and cheese from restaurants. I really only like craft mac and cheese. It's really good. It's I think because like when I was a kid, it was a special item, you know, a special dish. <laughs> dish. <laughs> I feel like it was special my mother's quiz- sig- signature dish. A special cuisine for us. So, mm-hmm. like, when I eat it now, I get, like, that happy childhood feeling. I get triggers. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, Cheeto- Cheetos mac and cheese is, like, if Chester barfed on Kraft noodles. Sold. Right? Sold. It's, like, Cheetos and mac and cheese. And, I, I mean, it tastes just like Cheetos. So, if... You love Cheetos, but you wish your Cheetos were softer and more noodle-like. Oh, <laughs> this is for you. What yeah, it's a person? little. Yeah, it's a little like uh, this is supposed to be crunchy. Do you know what I mean? Okay, so but it's le- like soft. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this: How is it prepared? Is it in a box like Kraft macaroni and cheese, exact. or is it one of those cups where you pour the hot water on? Oh, you it? can get it like that too. But I got the box where you make it like. Kraft mac and cheese. Same okay. way. Butter, milk, powder. Okay, you know what you could always do though, Michael, is you could Sandra Lee it and get a box of or a bag of Cheetos and crush them up and put them on top. No, that that would be too much. Because I like like just the plain like a hint of Cheeto. That would be too much. No, this is all Cheeto. Like the Cheetos mac and cheese is like eating Cheetos. It's like a uh like it's like an overwhelming Cheetos flavor, which is why I liked the jalapeno a little better because mm-hmm. it cut the Cheetos more. You know, right. it cut the Cheeto overwhelming Cheetos taste more. And like you said, like if I was like a gourmet like Guy Fieri, I would mm-hmm. probably add spices or some kind of meat mm-hmm. or something. But that's not my lane. But yeah, like cut up hot dogs. Yeah, exactly. So Cheetos mac and cheese. I recommend it for you Cheetos freaks. That sounds so good. I understand why you drove 30 minutes. Like, I get it. Before I, I don't like, recommend driving 30 minutes, but if it's down the street, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if it, you know, yeah, if it's on the way home. So my show and tell is a Netflix series. It's very quick. It's very easy. It is six episodes. It's a documentary series called uh, Bracket Un, close bracket, well, unwell um and it's a docuseries about things that are kind of maybe pseudoscience-y but they're they play into the whole like 
certain things that are wellness based. Um, so Michael, you, we were talking about this earlier and you said that you binged the whole series. It's yeah, I've seen them all. Yeah. Yeah. It was released, uh, on the 12th. So it's sort of new ish. You can get through really quickly, but I haven't watched every single episode. I think there's one, maybe two that I haven't watched yet, but well, there's essential oils. Yeah. Essential oils. Ayahuasca. Yeah. I didn't like the ayahuasca one. It was too boring to me. Tantric sex, bees. Yes. Uh, breast milk, drinking breast milk. There and, is? Yeah. I haven't one... seen that one then. Okay. I saw a fasting. Fasting, yeah. So the the breast milk one is about, um, so it's that's not really a wellness trend. Like, I think it's just stuff where it's like things that like bloggers could write about that have to do with your body. But there's this thing where bodybuilders are buying people's breast milk and i would be lying if i said that that, i didn't kind of think about selling my breast milk at one point in time and so the whole episode is just like is does it actually benefit anyone what are the benefits of breast milk all that stuff the thing that i really like about unwell is it definitely shows you two sides to it like it's not biased in one way or the other i went into the the essential oils when it's the first episode And I know that they talk about pyramid scheme essential oils, which like that's what sold me on it. But they also talk about just the benefits of essential oils. There's this one essential oils guy, what's his name, like Dr. Z or whatever. And he like combines essential oils with Jesus. Oh, with the pageant wife? Yes, I know. And I shouldn't have watched that because I started to find myself drawn in by it. And I was like, yes, Dr. Z, give me every essential oil recipe you have. And then I had to like pause it and be like, no, I'm falling for this very quickly. Yeah. Well, what I noticed with like the episodes of Unwell is like <laughs> the the good is usually like the benefits, like what benefits essential oils bring. And then mm-hmm. the bad, because I thought when I first saw the preview, I thought they were going to show like the good, what how you know, it benefits you. And then the bad of how people have had Got bad sick. experiences with the essential oils. Yeah. But like with the essential oils is what they had bad experiences with people who don't know what they're doing or MLM schemes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really the oil. It's just like they were using it wrong or they were in like these MLM schemes. And the others, like the tantric was kind of like that too. It was like people who do it for real and then people who are like scam artists. Right. And I think that that was kind of like with the fasting one too. Was Yeah, it exactly. Went to, it went to extremes, right? So it was like, here's how you can fast for like 10 hours, which I'm like, that's just called sleeping. And then it went all the way to the other one where it was this woman talking about her, her husband went to this um, water fasting place in Costa Rica. And then, I mean, it's very sad. The end to that one is very sad. But anyways, that's my show and tell. It's I thought it was a really kind of easy series to watch and a little bit fun some sadness well there's a lot of like characters like you said that are like christopher guest like like the oil one there's the tantric woman uh i forgot her name sonia cobra sasha cobra yeah sasha cobra (laughs) she's like a tantric specialist in mexico so yeah there's like characters oh my gosh in the breast milk one there's this bodybuilder and he kind of looks like um andre from 90 day fiance the guy from moldova that's is only gonna make sense to some people but he kind of seemed like that and again he was like his own he was his own character it's good okay so those are show and tells for the week and that's the episode for the week so if you would like to write us anything you can email us at dtp at delisted.com 
dtp at delisted.com. Till next week. Goodbye. Enjoy your macaroni and cheese, Michael. Enjoy your essential oils and your tantric sex and your breast milk for bodybuilding. Bye. Bye.